Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. So we talked a little bit about London City. We talked a little bit about Tennessee. I want to talk about this adventure in Spain that we kind of talked about. Um, we know you have dual citizenship going for the national team there, hopefully in the big goals. But what was that adventure like? And I know there was some, it was a difficult time to make that adventure. Yeah, um, it was after my time at the, so my rookie season at the Spirit. Um, I knew like as a goalkeeper, you need to play. That's, you need to learn from the game perspective of things because you can train all you want but when you get in the game it's completely different yeah and there's so many other pictures that you can't replicate in training as as much as you try but um i went to so my agent got me um an offer in spain um and i I did want to go to spain because my obviously my dad's from there um and i was on um I was on a very small city um, in a, a very old city. So for a young person going there, it wasn't ideal. Um, like I did, I did grow and I became, or yeah, I became like willing to, to love it. Mm-hmm. But when I first got there, I cried as soon as I got to the, um, where I was staying because yeah. it was little, it was a little cot like metal frame twin bed that caved in and didn't have sheets on it and they gave me a blanket <sighs> no heat or AC so it was freezing when I got there and tile floors like it just it just wasn't what I imagined going to Spain to play yeah. and and then on top of that, the, the football wasn't great. Um, like I was doing somersaults at training and then up into a dive. <laughs> That's when you know. Yeah. And then diving over people. Um, so it was just a big culture change for me, mm-hmm. um, which I, I had to get on with. Like it, yeah. everyone spoke Spanish. I wasn't fluent and like I could get around, but I, I didn't, I couldn't have like a, full-on conversation with someone and so I think that also hindered me a bit because I couldn't get out what what I wanted to to say Mm -hmm. and but yeah when we were doing somersaults at training I was I I just felt myself getting worse and we didn't train till like 9 p.m at night and so I would go all day not doing anything and I actually just ended up signing up to online grad school because I needed something to do with my time or else I knew that I was going to be in a really bad headspace because I'm not someone that can just sit around all day and then go to training at night. Like I need to be feeling like I'm doing something and being productive. And so I guess in the grand scheme of things, I signed up to grad school, got my master's. So I guess that's a positive. Yeah. Yeah. There's always silver linings in this. It's funny. Like when you, when you're talking about like the mattress and having the one sheet, Sean and I are, smiling a little bit not because it's like just because we've heard these stories and we've been through similar things we've been through it exactly the expect expectations and then the reality don't match up and it happens in so many people's especially footballers and so many times like especially early in that journey and it's so crucial to kind of 
work past these and not let these define your route to a, to be a professional, because it could have been very easy to just call it there and just be like, okay, like I'm going to go work on, you know, what I studied in college and, you know, everything, this is just too much for me. What if everything's like this, but it's realizing in that moment to obviously try and make the best of it. And what you did, you signed up for online grad. Was your online grad in, in health and wellness too, or was it something different? Um, it was exercise science. So, yeah. Okay. So it even brought you more into this circle. So there's another yeah. silver lining, but yeah, I mean, did you have those feelings like on this route to being a professional, like this isn't what I signed up for. Like maybe this isn't my calling. Yeah. I wouldn't say necessarily. I just knew that I needed to get through the, cause I went in the January transfer window. So I was like, mm-hmm. I just need to get through these few months and then yeah. I can can reassess but I think it was a good thing to happen um as it taught me a lot about what I want in the future and what the questions I need to ask um going overseas the next time and because like it's your first first time going overseas you don't you don't know what it's like like at that point I had only really played in America so um definitely just learned like taught me a lot about what I need to ask um, mm-hmm. my agent or the club when I have a conversation with them about what the living situation's like, what's the area like, um, are there things to do, is there a car? Um, yeah, so just learning kind of what you want for the future, that, that it, this isn't bad right now, but now I know what I want. Right. And how did you handle that, the the communication aspect? You mentioned you couldn't really converse with your teammates as much as you'd like to. And it's very easy in these situations to just go into your shell and, and not speak to anybody. Yeah, luckily there were um, two other Americans on the team. Um, so we, I would go and chat to them. Um, and then we took Spanish lessons. Um, like, because I know how to speak it, but it's when you're when you're there and they speak so fast, like it's, yeah. very hard um, yeah. and there's so many different accents that it is hard to pick up like um the light in my room didn't work for about a month so it was pitch black and I had this one little like table lamp that didn't even have a lamp <laughs> like it was with the, those old school ones and I tried to get someone to like my roommates to help me out. Um, so a lot of times I would just Google translate and, um, send them a text. Um, and then they would say the guy would come, but then he never came. And then I ended up having to go to the, the supermarket by myself and ask them to help me. Like, I was like the, the light in my room doesn't work. I don't know what to do. Um, and then it was quite nice because then we had a conversation and um, that was me kind of realizing that, oh, I'm actually learning a lot here. Um, mm. I feel more comfortable. And even they were like, um, oh, your Spanish is quite good. And, you know, that just kind of made you feel like, oh, I am making progress. Um, so I think just making sure there are other um, people, like say, if you don't know the language at all, that you do have other people that speak um your language or to it so Mm -hmm. that you do have kind of um a backup plan if you if you start to feel a bit um unhappy and anxious and and worried 
We'll be right back.